Christmas card scene. That looks like Chessington, doesn't it? <laughs> there we are with the snow-covered rooftops. We look out of our window on Christmas morning, and there we have Rodrons Avenue, looking all beautifully magical with Christmas snow. That might be our perfect Chessington Christmas. Or what about this? Oh, now we love a bit. Oh, we love a bit. Now that looks a pretty good turkey. But I hope you noticed not just a turkey, but the roast potatoes are fluffy. They must have been cooked in goose fat. And you'll notice there's stuffing. And next to the stuffing, there's pigs in blankets. Oh, surely pigs in blankets and a beautifully cooked roast dinner. Surely that is a perfect Christmas, isn't it? The problem is, kids, the problem is, adults, at Christmas, things often go wrong. They quite often go wrong. Now, I've been doing a lot of watching of little clips on the internet this week of TV programs and shows. You can find so many Christmas TV shows from cartoons through to films, things like Gavin and Stacey and the Royal Family, National Lampoon, The Simpsons. I tried to find a 30-second clip to show you, but nothing was appropriate for a family service. <laughs> and all of these programs set up what looks like a perfect Christmas. Loads of people invited over, great food, lots of presents, the snow is there. But something always goes wrong and makes that what looks magical and perfect actually turn into a real drama. I wonder if you're familiar with any of these pictures that I'll show you now. What about this first one? Put your hand up if you have a dog. How many of you have a dog? Oh, if you've got a cat, put your other hand up, all right? Cats or dogs. Cats and dogs cause havoc at Christmas, don't they? I don't have either, but I know people that do. Have you ever come down to this scene? There, Father Christmas has delivered all the presents. They're beautifully put under the tree, all ready. And then he delivers more on Christmas morning. And then you come down. Oh, go back one picture. And you find this. Your lovely, gorgeous, favourite pet decides that they want to get involved with Christmas. And they go and unwrap and mess up all of the presents. Have you ever seen that or had that? Or maybe they chew your favourite slippers. Who knows? What about this scene? Remember that lovely picture of snow and magical Christmas in Chessington? It's quite likely that when we open the curtains on the 25th of December next week, we might see this. That's a fairly typical Chessington Christmas. The ugh, the murk, the mizzle, the rain, the cloud. Beautiful in its own way. Or what about this? I can't see the pigs in blankets anymore. The roast potatoes haven't survived. The turkey, oh no! It's no longer that beautiful, succulent turkey. It's more crispy duck. Or it's more just burnt to a cinder. I hope you've never had this, but 
some of you I know have. We spend so much time and money on trying to make Christmas perfect, don't we? The decorations, the tree, the presents, the food. We put so much into it. It doesn't always have the effect that we want. There's an organization on this next picture called ROSPA. If you're a school teacher or you work in a center like this, you'll get to know ROSPA, won't you, Tony? You'll know ROSPA. And ROSPA are the Royal Society for the Prevention of Accidents. And they report that at Christmas, every year in England, in the UK, lots of people have accidents. And unfortunately, lots of people have to go to hospital. And do you know what? Last year, there were four people that suffered a broken arm from pulling crackers. <laughs> there were nearly a hundred people that were in hospital because they tried to eat the bauble on the tree and discovered it was glass or metal. There were other people who climbing ladders to put up lights and trees and so on that, wow, doesn't this look amazing? But they fall off the ladders or the tree falls on top of them and then they have to go to hospital. Now kids, I need to tell you a little sad story because this week at school, at my school, Father Christmas came to visit. It was amazing. Santa's grotto was all beautifully prepared. It looked magical and perfect. And Father Christmas, he went in, he got on his seat. He'd had a few mince pies, even more than I've had. And there he was, sat on his seat. And the young children from our nursery class, two and three years old, were there going, Oh, Father Christmas. And the next thing you hear was this smash, crack. And Father Christmas fell through his chair. The chair broke. And all I could see in the corner was Father Christmas with his boots up in the air, him lying on his back going, ho, ho, ho. And then one of the teachers looked at Father Christmas and said, nursery, it's time to go. Because Father Christmas no longer had a white beard. He bumped his nose as he fell off the chair. And Father Christmas had a bright red beard. He survived and did well and saw all the rest of the school. But it doesn't always go well, not even for Father Christmas. You see, as much as we try and create the perfect Christmas. It doesn't really happen. This last week, I've asked lots of people, what would it be like for them to have a perfect Christmas? And they've come back with the same response every single time. They've mentioned one word, and that word is family. Everyone I've asked mentions family. How Christmas is a time for the family. It's a time to get together and to remember the importance of family. Remember that Barbie trailer we saw? Do you remember what it said? It said, Christmas is perfect when 
you're with family. Now, the other night, I was sat in my favorite chair in the whole world, in the Red Rose of Chessington. <laughs> and there I was in my chair. By the way, if you go in there now, you'll see pictures of our Christmas community day when Milon and the team came here and they had lovely pictures in the photo booth and they put them up there next to the Chessington KC football shirt that we gave to them many years ago. And do you know what? There's pictures of all the waiters and there's one person who got in that photo. It wasn't me. It was Kev. <laughs> Kev is in the photos with the red rose. But there I was sat in this my favorite chair in the red rose and a mate of mine from the red rose was there a 70-year-old man. And I said to him, Douglas, what is it about Christmas that does it for you? What would make a perfect Christmas for you? And he said, John, there's only one thing. I'm 70 years old. I don't need anything. I don't want anything this Christmas. There's nothing anyone can give me or do. It's just about my family. I want my family to come and be with me this Christmas. And that is the repeated phrase again and again and again when I talk to people. Christmas is a time where we may meet up with lots of people that we don't always see. We make an effort. Maybe we travel to go and see family. We talk to family members that we might not normally talk to. We chat to people that we might only ever see at weddings or funerals. There'll be some people in this room who the most precious thing they could have this Christmas is a photo, a photo of their family. Some of our older generation, that might be the one thing that they want to get out of this Christmas. Do you know those times where the whole family are gathered and they're trying to get you to sit still and the youngest child is going, and then someone else is looking the other way? They're trying to get you together to have that family photo. There is something about Christmas there is something about family at Christmas that is really, really precious. Most of us would do anything for our families at Christmas, even come to a church carol service. Families are really precious. Now, you'll see all around us these great pictures these whiteboards here, you'll see at the back, there's loads and loads of these little green books. I haven't even got a green book here with me. Have you got one there, Dave? Thank you very much. Now, Rhys Laverty, one of our members who's here this morning, he wrote this brilliant little book all about a Chessington Christmas. Now, if you've not taken this yet, if you've not read this, if you're not someone that reads books, this book is for you. If you're someone that loves books, this book is for you. This is accessible to everybody. And really simply, with lots of illustrations using film and music and modern day, Reese helps us to understand what is important about Christmas. And one of the things that Reese takes us to in this book is our family. And he says, yes, you're right. Christmas really is about family. But he helps us to understand why. To understand that family is actually designed by God. And it links to our Christmas story. So please do this morning. Take one of these with you. They are free for you to take. I would love you to read one of these. And maybe come and tell us what you thought of it. 
But please do read this book. It's a brilliant little book. And where the family links to Christmas, where it links to church and the Bible, and this is what Reese reminds us of, he says that the Bible tells us that God made us. He made us fearfully and wonderfully. And in fact, he made us to be in families. And that tells us that everyone is loved. Everyone is important. God designed us to be in family units. There is something in every one of us here that wants to be loved by others. We want to be accepted. And we want to give that love to other people as well. And it's called relationships. And that is what family is all about. And that is how God made us. He made us to be in families. And that's why family is so important to us this Christmas. That's why it is the number one answer that people give. God made it that way. He designed us to be in families. But what we've seen, even though God made these, even though God established our families, there is something about every single one of us here, whether you are two years old, whether you're 92 years old, or somewhere in between, or outside those, there is something about us that is selfish. And even in our own families, we get things wrong. I wonder if these pictures mean anything to you. Over the next few days, as we come to Christmas, is there anything there that you might see or hear? Kids, I'm sure you wouldn't ever say any of these things, would you? He broke my toy! You're playing a game. She's cheating! It's not fair! You would never say that, would you? I guarantee every single family will hear phrases like that over the next few days. Probably on Christmas Day itself. Maybe by 5.30 in the morning. Because as human beings, we mess up. Even the very best things that God has given us, our family, we get things wrong. We turn on each other. Even at Christmas. And I'm really conscious that not everyone here will have a really happy family situation. Family might be the last thing you want to do and be with at Christmas. It may be that family just stirs up sadness and memories and just pain. Well, I just want to end this morning by very quickly saying, Christmas, we have the very best news ever. And it's to do with the family. And it's to do with God's family. Because there at Christmas, as Steve read, God sent his son into our world. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, when he was born as a baby, came down to earth. And now God is with us. And he says to every single one of you here this morning, I want you to be part of my family. Isn't that amazing? 
God sent his son into the world. He sent his own family member into our world so that we can become part of his family. God sent his son that we can be sons and daughters of God. And I'll tell you something. There is no better news than that this Christmas. It's the best news ever. Mary was chosen to give birth to God's son. He sent his son into the world to live as a human being amongst us. To come into a world where things go wrong, even at Christmas. And to say, I am coming to save you. To rescue you. Because we need it. The amazing message of Christmas is that God made us. He made us to be together. He knows that we mess up. And he sent his son to rescue us to die, to rise again, and to save us. Christmas is a love gift from God. He gives us a family. He gives us our own families. He gives us an amazing church family. But he also gives us his own family forever and ever and ever. You know what? God loves you. He loves you so much that this Christmas he says, come. Come and be part of my family. That is how much I love you. The perfect Christmas, I'm not sure we're going to have it, but if you accept that free gift of being part of God's family, you will have the perfect Christmas. God says to you this morning, come, come and be part of my family. I love you. I sent my son to this earth for you. Come and join. Be in my family. Will you accept that this Christmas? I pray you will. Let's pray, and then we're going to sing a song together. Lord God, thank you that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, that first Christmas into this earth as a human being, as a baby. Thank you that you created families. Thank you for our own families. I pray that we would value them. We would love them this Christmas. But Lord, thank you most of all that you invite us to be part of your family. Lord, that is amazing. Thank you so much. Amen.